0: The apartment rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO, June Chi welcome friends of the rebellion and may the force be with you
1: so welcome to the latest episode of flamingos resident engagement and experience podcast um so today really excited to have uh garrett um so garrett is the founder of via fiela i hope i pronounced that correctly (laughs) um uh, but they are a public relations uh social media and marketing company And uh, his company has worked with the apartment industry uh, for some great campaigns. And this podcast is really all about the fundamentals of uh, marketing, like digital marketing for apartments and how apartments can really own uh, their presence online, get more leads, and then obviously get more residents in. So, uh, Garrett, we'd love for you to give an intro about yourself and then talk a little bit more about VFLA. And I'd love for you to also touch on um, where you came up with the name of the company. I think it's really
2: cool. Oh, sure. And thanks for having me, Jude. I really appreciate the time and um, hope that that our short time together is very valuable to your listeners. So um, to give you a little bit of background, my wife and I have independently... Over 25 years' experience each in public relations, marketing, sales, and media in different paths, and uh, we came together a little over five years ago to form VFILA, which is a, a PR, uh, social media, and marketing company turnkey for a number of of industries. We worked in restaurant hospitality. Um, rest, uh, I mentioned restaurants. We've worked with automotive. We've worked with um, residences so we've run the gamut we particularly like small to mid-sized companies we find that we do uh, great work for them because they can use all of our our services turnkey mm-hmm. the way that we came up with via Fiella, Fiella is my wife's last name she comes from an uh, italian family sicilian on both sides and via means street or literally by the way of and Fiella being her last name we wanted to name the company by the way of Fiel or by the way of Valerie. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So that's how we came up with the name. So we have a a, quite a bit of experience in the industry. There's very few things that surprise us, but every once in a while we're 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 still surprised in the industry to see some new Mm -hmm. things pop up. Cool. And then how long have you
1: guys been around?
2: So a little over five years, we have uh, seen 100% growth year over year because as the industries change and as marketing changes, um, not only does marketing and and media change annually, it changes almost every few months or every few weeks, it seems in some cases. So to stay ahead of the trends and stay ahead of the market, um, it seems like we've got 25 years in over the last five years based on the volume of how much we have to keep up in the industry.
1: Gotcha. And then uh, who are some of your clients that people might be familiar with? Are you working with clients all over the US or is it primarily the Atlanta area or how um, do you guys kind of segment?
2: Oh, thank you for, for asking. Yeah, um, we've worked with, with major brands such as BMW in many USA, we've worked with regional brands such as Hawker's Asian Street Fair. We've opened up their regional restaurants in several markets and in the Atlanta market, we're really well known for having worked with a number of uh, major restaurant groups such as Rocket Farm, uh, Ford Fry restaurants and in um, several others in the Atlanta space. So we, we've gone both local and then reached out nationally, depending on the brand and the uh, industry that we're working in.
1: Got it. And then so for those brands, what have been some of the results that they have seen from you guys?
2: Sure. So I think it depends on the brand, the objective and the industry that they're in. And to narrow it down specifically for the apartment and residence community, what we've seen is a a real um, shift towards focusing on lead generation, first party lead generation Mm -hmm. through Facebook and Instagram um, and having those leads come in through first-party data, as I mentioned. With the latest changes in the Apple iOS as it relates to Facebook, you know a lot of privacy guards are going up. Certainly, we've seen that in Europe and everywhere else. And I think those, those changes are coming here. So spending a lot of money on direct advertising to consumers that are both at the awareness level and at the intent to rent level at the bottom of the funnel uh we've seen the most success in lead generation we parallel that with what we've seen in organic growth uh through basically local community uh what what uh advantages do your local businesses have in and around your property who are some of the the names in your market the movers and shakers what are the politicians doing what are the uh what are the big brands doing Mm-hmm. And it's really culminating all of that and tying it together, growing from social in one parallel path, spend advertising, and the more that you spend, the more lead generation you get on the other, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly doing some PR and and uh, and nonprofit outreach outside of mm-hmm. those, those tracks. Oh, cool. And then
1: so for apartments, when they reach out, what are they typically looking for? Are they, is it
2: typically more awareness
1: is it like directly legion is it like what are some of the fundamental things they uh try to look for
2: sure so at the end of the day we're all trying to move towards a total number of of new lessees or tenants in, in your buildings and what we typically do is run two campaigns at the same time we'll run an awareness campaign mm-hmm. for between 30 and 40 percent of our given budget and then we'll run that direct lead generation campaign with a call to action at certain price points so mm-hmm. uh, so if if we're running for uh, our luxury buildings we'll list out per bedroom prices. Mm-hmm. We like to say exactly what those prices are because mm-hmm. everybody everybody in the market now wants to know. They want to do their homework. Mm-hmm. We don't try to play the cloak and dagger. So we say here's here's how much our units are per bedroom. And then mm-hmm. here's our call to action. Is it six weeks free plus $50 to apply? Is it eight mm-hmm. weeks free? We're looking at what the res of the market is doing. And certainly in Atlanta, that's a big mm-hmm. apartment community. So there's a lot of competition. So we try to stay ahead of the competition. We have to look at what our price per square foot leasing Mm -hmm. is. And then we have to be competitive within that space to offer something that's going to be appealing to the end consumer.
0: Got it.
1: Cool. So, yeah, I kind of want to take a step back and really because this podcast is all about the fundamentals. Um, So for someone that maybe like a property manager that's trying to really understand what the corporate team is doing in terms of marketing, So, really want to get down to the fundamentals of apartment marketing or just like marketing as a whole uh from what channels to focus on to uh everything to uh the ctas to really everything in between so a lot to kind of dive deep but still kind of keep it like surface level so i'll kind of start with for apartments like what are the fundamentals that they have to set up before even really thinking about marketing so i assume you need a website <laughs> you need right. a social media page it's like what are some of those like very fundamentals that need to be in place before you even
2: think about like a campaign Absolutely. No, and I'm glad you asked that because oftentimes we're so ready to rush into bringing the, the tenant in that we haven't done all of our homework to set ourselves up for success. So I would say even before we get to website and um, the, the ver- even the basic fundamentals that we know of with social pages, is our brand name position correctly? Is our brand position in the market? Do we know our competition? Are we set up um knowing what, what uh apartment complex A is doing against B, doing against mm-hmm. C, and where we fit into that market? Do we know our consumer? Have we done the homework on the front end with focus groups? If we're if we're already an established apartment complex, have we set up the Facebook pages and the Instagram pages have we tied them together through, uh, through things like Ad Espresso, which we can talk about, you know, running ad campaigns, uh, or through Facebook Ads Manager mm-hmm. or Business Manager. So, are we doing the fundamental things from setting up the correct logo mm-hmm. based on the brand, based on the consumer habits, based on the part of the market that we're in? Are we in an affluent market where it's going to be primarily doctors,
0: mm-hmm.
2: lawyers, business professionals, business owners? Or are we more in a student area where there are a number of colleges around? Mm-hmm. Are we in a heavily industrial area where it's going to be more mid market? Are we in an area, er- you know? It's understanding what our buyer profile is and understanding how we set our price points and how we market and go to market with those brands. I think that's extremely important to understand before we even get into the the social media and advertising and marketing Mm -hmm.
0: campaigns.
1: And then what about other things like if you think about... Like Google My Business, you think about the listing websites where you can add your apartment, whether it's apartments.com, whether it's uh, hotpads or something else. How does that play into those like,
2: fundamentals? Sure. Uh, and, and it's extremely important to find. I would say the very first thing that you do as an apartment whether it's corporate at an apartment or the manager at the local community level depending on who has the authority to make the decision find a great seo company to seo your site extremely well for the right content content should take precedence over design in your in your website people buy now immediately off of their phone so they're renting now off of their phone and if you're not optimized properly through SEO, then you're missing the, the mark completely. Mm-hmm. So have your content optimized. Um, as far as going beyond that, it's very basic. You don't have to do a whole lot through, mm-hmm. through multiple outlets. Simply advertise through Facebook, Instagram. Ensure that your site is SEO'd well, and then work on other add-on um, opportunities, front-end opportunities that may may allow you uh, discounts in the market, that type of thing. Or work with local nonprofit charities and do some social outreach um, through some PR opportunities. Mm-hmm. I would say so those we, are your, your primary outlets.
1: So and when you say work with uh, local nonprofits, can you kind of go into that a little bit more? Uh, sure. What do you mean by that?
2: Sure. So, uh, for example, we work with nonprofits. So, our firm also outside of social media, uh, mm-hmm. advertising, buying, organic scheduling, we also are a PR firm and we'll, we'll establish earned media through mm-hmm. stories such as working with the Red Cross at a national level. Mm-hmm. Or we may be working with a local nonprofit such as Giving Kitchen in our Atlanta market that mm-hmm. gives relief to food service workers. So, once you tie yourself to a nonprofit, or uh, maybe even some somebody who is doing good in the community that can elevate some earned media through mm-hmm. uh, the local paper, the lo- other local social outlets mm-hmm. um, such as local community social accounts mm-hmm. and buys you some earned media through that story that your apartment complex is running a blood drive through through the Red Cross. And it, there's a couple of things that that does for you as a community. One, it brings people into your community that may be looking for an apartment uh, or a, a certain community that you're living in or promoting. And it also shows that you're doing good in the community by being mm-hmm. benevolent to, yeah. to other folks around you.
1: Interesting. Do you have ex- other like examples of apartments that have tried something like that and the types of headlines that they were able to get? I love that concept of... Uh, Something like that, because one, it does actually help um, a much needed cause, whether it's the uh, blood drive or the Red Cross or something else. And I know a lot of apartments actually run blood drive campaigns, but I don't think they actually then take it to the next level to get like current media uh, doing that. And then the second part is making that not just for the uh, residents in the building, but also to the general public. Which brings them the much, much sought after uh, foot traffic. So, do you have other examples um, that communities have like engaged in, and how that has kind of worked out?
2: Sure. So, we we work again at. um, I'll. I'll just turn it a little bit on its head. We've worked mm-hmm. with these different nonprofits that I mentioned. For example, mm-hmm. with Giving Kitchen, we've run uh, campaigns where folks can put things in crates and, and mm-hmm. provide to uh, local workers foodstuffs. Um, we've worked with uh, s- uh, several cool girls is an mm-hmm. example of bringing up uh uh, young women in the community and providing them some some uh, much needed assistance. So what you do there is take what you're doing locally, take mm-hmm. a lot of on site non curated pictures of actually what mm-hmm. you're doing in the community. You know people assembling the crates, people assembling or being out Mm -hmm. for the actual event. And then you post that on your organic social media channels so that folks will pick up on the story. Mm -hmm. Now, quite frankly, as a PR firm, we get hired to then pitch that story to Mm -hmm. local or national or mid-market media. So whether it's newspapers, magazines, whatever, or other social media channels that's our job and responsibility but it can be done at the community manager level mm-hmm. or a corporate level if they have the contacts within the media itself mm-hmm. otherwise it's very simple just make sure that you're always posting all the time everything that you're doing from a benevolent level in the markets that you serve mm-hmm. and show photos of your team in action actually doing that mm-hmm. one of the things i know we have upcoming is we're going to paint some trees along an area called the belt line in atlanta that's mm-hmm. part of the community complex so we're going to bring out some folks just for a day of, of giving and painting and, mm-hmm. and having a lot of fun so we'll take a lot of photos we'll post a lot to the social media accounts that we run through corporate and mm-hmm. then we hope that that gets picked up or earned media through some other accounts. Mm -hmm. So again, anybody can do it. You don't have to hire a firm to do it. It just focuses when you hire a firm, being able to take that out, pitch the story and take that (laughs) off of the shoulders of of a corporation.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to that like pitching, is it as simple as you find whether it's a local, you said mid-market or national news, um, news organization and simply send them your pitch or what would be some tips around that?
2: well some tips for pr is really have a great story to tell it, it starts mm-hmm. with a story if your story is well written and it has what we call legs in the industry or appeal mm-hmm. to the to the media or journalists then the story itself should yeah. help sell but really you should go through find your editor-in-chief of your local newspaper magazines mm-hmm. your community your neighborhood because usually it's your five mile radius mm-hmm folks in your market that are going to want to support the neighborhood you're in and reach out. Give them a phone call. Say, hey, we're doing this or we've done this. Is this something that would be appealing to you for your social Mm -hmm. channels? Usually all of the traditional media outlets now have a social channel that they would be Mm -hmm. happy to have your content Mm -hmm. and just make friends with them. Get to know them like you would anybody else. Don't go pitch them per se, but go make friends. Mm -hmm. Understand that you've got a story to tell. Let them know what it is and would they be happy to cover uh, Mm -hmm. community events that you're that you're holding throughout the year
1: uh, yeah and what i really like about this is that for most properties this isn't a huge stretch or something new because from what we've seen on our app properties are doing a ton of events every single day and then a lot of them are already doing blood drives like i think just this past week i've seen at least four blood drives that are being done some for the whole month and then uh come uh december or november a lot of communities do food drive events and that's like a pretty standard in the industry now and then i know a lot more are uh, starting to do volunteer opportunities for the residents as well too which are all really easy opportunities to get like that earned media so that's really right. something I, yeah so i think it's in, in, in the, in the a lot of properties the next step is really uh what you said which is just reach out pitch and i uh, get that earned media so i love i love I that idea Absolutely. Yeah. And then something that you touched on uh, when you were mentioning the fundamentals, you spoke about um, really getting the website SEO friendly. So one of my questions for you then is like, what does that actually look like for traditional uh, for traditional businesses? Uh, when you think about SEO, you're thinking about a blog, you're thinking about a lot of content for apartments. Do you really think that is as necessary because our people are really going to go to a property management website to read about like some XYZ topic? Or do you mean more just like those fundamental keywords to have? Yes, yeah, I make have seen sure. like a lot of property money, uh, sorry, I have seen like a lot of property blogs and some are good, some are just like, just feels like they're there just to have a blog. Like, does it really feel like they need to have a blog? So I'll let you take over.
2: No, thank thank you for that, Jude. And I think, I think your distinction is very good. So if you're... C- I'll I'll actually change your question a little bit. If your content is great, absolutely have a blog. If you've got somebody who's dedicated, and uh, and willing to write excellent content similar to what I just what we talked about with local events or drives or what's going on in the community or something of interest to the residents, absolutely ensure that that is part of your your website. However, if you are not able to maintain that level of consistency over time and ensure that great content is on your site, forego it because it's just a waste of somebody's time and energy to go look for that information. So then that brings in your second point. Ensure that those keywords are endemic on your site and ensure that everything is written properly by the proper SEO company. To be fair, we're not an SEO company. We actually work with other SEO companies to work with us so that we... So so that we're in lockstep with each other and understand how our businesses work well together, because SEO is a full time agency, full time media job in and of itself. And that is the one area that we do not do while we do Mm -hmm. everything else.
0: Got it.
1: And then uh, when you think about SEO for apartments and so when you think about the very basic, what are some of those keywords or how does someone go about finding those keywords like I can think of. Uh, The basics, like if I'm an apartment in Chicago, I want to have a specific neighborhood. I want to have luxury apartments like Waco Park, luxury apartment like downtown Chicago. Are those the types of keywords that apartments should pay attention to? Or is
2: there like something more fundamental or actually how do they find what keywords they should use? Well, and and to be fair, that's not my expertise. And that's why I suggest highly if you Mm -hmm. if you before you do anything else, once you have your website in design. Mm -hmm. So as it's being developed, ensure that you've got a great SEO company to work with Mm -hmm. you on that because they will know exactly how to position yourself Mm -hmm. in your market. Gotcha.
1: And then um, so how do apartments kind of think about the difference between maybe this isn't you again, but how do you kind of think about the difference between paid search and organic? So as you go towards that, like, how should properties like think about that?
2: sure and i think that goes along with with the seo company they will set Mm -hmm. that up perfectly with your paid search what we do Mm -hmm. recommend is that you run um google ads and and certainly run everything that you can through google Mm -hmm. and usually your seo company will ensure that they they handle that for you as well Mm -hmm. our expertise lies on the other side on front end Mm -hmm. so we're not doing pull through search marketing we're doing push Mm -hmm. advertising direct to consumer marketing for our apartment complexes Mm -hmm. and our properties that that we work with. So we're doing Facebook, Instagram Mm -hmm. primarily, but we're also doing some traditional media because there are just some very specific market Mm -hmm. techniques that are tried, true. And even in this day of digital, present a nice break for neighborhood and uh, neighborhood events, opportunities to partner Mm -hmm. up with a brand that folks know in their market that Mm -hmm. are outside of digital so we usually arrange all of those meaning from can we bring together big brands that are in that neighborhood to uh put together light bites drinks maybe bring some high-end designer cars for our luxury uh event openings a luxury apartment event openings maybe we bring in some local celebrities things like that and sometimes your big local media has access to those partners and they're happy to do that in partnership with you being the host event spot
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah can you can actually spend a little bit more time on this because i think for a lot of apartments this is something that will be of absolute interest because again it touches on some infrastructure that they already have in place so apartments already have event spaces like events are a huge thing they already do events on a very consistent basis the big difference is most of the events that they do are just for their residents So it sounds like for you, you recommend reach out, do really cool events and invite sponsors who are looking for an event space or would like the opportunity to have that core marketing to that specific group. Because uh, for a lot of apartments, especially like Class A luxury apartments, those brands want to be in front of them. So bring in the BMWs or the Teslas or whatever it is. So can you kind of touch on that a little little bit more? Because I think that would be of real interest to uh, the listeners out there.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jude. And, and you're absolutely right on that point. So your Class A luxury apartments are going to be, and it's and it's not across the board, but are going to be probably your best bet to bring in a Bentley and a BMW, mm-hmm. and or Mercedes. But but you have to understand your market. Are you a Bentley market, mm-hmm. Class A luxury, or are you a Mercedes, or are mm-hmm. you a BMW? While all luxury, there's different variations mm-hmm. of luxury. Would you bring in a, a net jet or a, a private plane to your property? It just luxury. Wow. But, but it's all luxury. So, but the overwhelming and overriding idea is that you work. Typically, you can go out to a local media brand, and they mm-hmm. will know and have those relationships mm-hmm. of a car company, of restaurateurs and restaurant brands that they work with that advertise with them that are always looking for event space so we call this partner marketing and we we suggest that maybe their local media coordinate with you being the event space like you Mm -hmm. mentioned go out and maybe they they go to restaurant a and bring in some light bites maybe Mm -hmm. they go to a spirits vendor and have a sampling of different whiskeys or different Mm -hmm. wines with those those light bites then they go out to their car partner they bring in a couple of cars to park out front Mm -hmm. then you bring in your prospective tenants and or your local residents And maybe you have an open house night. So there's so many different ways you can partner Mm -hmm. on that without having to spend a dime. But you rely Mm -hmm. on that local media to bring in their partners to to defray the cost. And it's just really thinking about the long term partnership relationship. And then how do you leverage those brands email lists? And it just, you know, the ideas can go on and on. The other thing is, while you've got people filling up your building, or at a party, make sure that you take lots of pictures and share them yep. on, your, on your social pages.
1: Yeah, it's at 360. It just actually uh, jogged my memory. I got my COVID vaccine about two weeks ago and it was at a local grocery store. <laughs> and it was brilliantly done because they really incorporated everything into providing the space for it. And they had the marketing team there. They were handing out like uh, coupons and then all the branding was around. And I was like, oh, this is really, really well done.
2: Absolutely. And I think so. So having worked through um, I'm not going to date myself, but having worked through the last few decades of of different cycles of marketing, we are really seeing a resurgence in that one to one partner marketing coming mm-hmm. back into play as folks want to get back out and, and really rush to be vaccinated and enjoy uh physical life again and go to Mm -hmm. events I think there's going to be a big resurgence in this type of partnership Mm -hmm. world where folks can go and and enjoy a uh you know a whiskey by a local Mm -hmm. by, by a local brand who produces that uh or a local vintner Mm-hmm. And then also have those restaurants. The brands are going to be out, and especially if you live in a big city like uh, the Atlanta market, we've got three sports teams that we can have. You know, celebrities show up to. It just depends at what level you have the time and the energy, yeah. the staff to put this on. But you can yeah. even do basic versions of this, no matter what your level is. Mm-hmm. Or they could just reach out to you. <laughs> or they can reach out to me. We can help plan. Right, thank you for that. Nice. Yeah,
1: we can take it all off <laughs> of your shoulders. That is, I'm, a lot of property managers would love that.
2: Yeah, we so yeah. so our world is, you know, quite frankly, we try to turnkey all of this because mm-hmm. property managers, and, as well as corporate, you're, you're trying to run a business and it's a 24 hour a day business. <laughs> there is no time off. Yeah. And I do want to make a, a, a real I can't underscore this enough, Jude. It's a point that I always like to convey to folks who are in the apartment and community world like we are. You have to have buy-in from the community manager level Mm -hmm. 100%. And then at the top, you have to have buy-in from corporate. And -hmm. if you don't have buy-in from either or, This type of marketing cannot go off uh, without a hitch. But when you do have buy-in from the top pushing down, the bottom pushing up, and you're in the middle coordinating it all, it goes extremely smoothly and everybody benefits tremendously.
1: Nope, agreed. I mean, that's across the board to everything else, whether it's deciding on events, deciding on a resident app, just like all parts of it, you need everyone to kind of be in lockstep.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. So, uh, other question I have is, um, this one is more fundamental, but how should apartments like think about, uh, budgeting? So how much should they be spending on social media? Obviously it's going to be on digital marketing. Obviously it's different by community, uh, different if it's like a lease up or established property, but what are
2: some frameworks for them to think about how much they should be spending? Sure. It's a great question. And, and obviously it, a number of factors are going to go into play what i recommend is that you spend at least 10 percent of your gross mm-hmm. annual income or your sales for your community whatever that looks like so mm-hmm. at a local level you know per community i would suggest no less than 800 a month through
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, facebook instagram typically a thousand dollars to a to a 15 mile radius which is what fair housing Act and fair housing rules uh, require that Facebook do not allow you to pick uh, different behaviors characteristics mm-hmm. of your target. Uh, so, you, ha- you have to spend enough to, to catch enough net prospects at the end. So I would say per community, a good rule of thumb for a city our size is between $800 and $1,000. We've seen good luck with, and I would split that anywhere between 20, 30% awareness and then the rest um, on direct lead generation. Got it.
1: And then um, other question then is, uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what are some of the unique parts to apartment or to digital marketing for apartments? that you don't see in other uh, industries like fair housing is one of them and can you kind of touch on that and then touch on other things that are unique to apartment digital marketing
2: sure so it's so there are three big areas that Facebook instituted last year that are called special ad categories and uh one of them is employment there, you cannot specifically target anybody by characteristics, demographics, psychographics, uh, the same for running campaigns, political or otherwise. And then the third one is housing, which is what we're talking about. Through the Fair Housing Act's federal law, you cannot target specifically any of your potential prospects. You have to allow, uh, at, a, at a minimum, Facebook requires that you reach out 15 miles, at least within 15 miles of your targeted residence to attract potential lessees. Um, you can broaden that if you want, but it has to at least be at least 15 miles out. Um, so you cannot target by zip code. The other thing with fair housing, it doesn't allow you to retarget, doesn't allow you to do localized campaigns. So because of that, the workaround is to do direct lead generation, which you can pull in every name, phone number, email address that you want. And then you can retarget on your own through email lists, blast, things like that. So, so that's it. a bi- that's a big piece of digital marketing that I would say yeah. you have to understand because in most industries you can say, I want to reach somebody in this zip code with this mm-hmm. kind of a budget um, for their income, for what kind of car do they drive, how many kids they yeah. have, so, and so forth. Right. Got it. Um, so that's a one big other- piece.
1: So one of the last things I had for you is, and I think it, it this kind of goes along with the co-marketing element, but have you seen any apartments utilize influencer marketing? Because consumer brands do that a lot, and apartments are in, in a way a consumer brand, but is this something you've seen executed? Is this something you think apartments should try? Have you yourself ever tried it?
2: Yes, we we actually um, work with about fifty different influencers in the Atlanta market alone, mm-hmm. and a number of those we employ to do um, influencer market really paid influence. Yep, works extremely well in the Atlanta really? market. Really, uh, yep. So, wow. so uh, a separate portion of so so that's actually a third piece of your social outreach, mm-hmm. your push marketing. So we've talked about inbound search marketing mm-hmm. and SEO. That stays on an island. Then we've talked about organic social, which is your content, your day-to-day content. You should be Mm -hmm. producing something at least every day. And that should be on Instagram and Facebook. Paid advertising, which is on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your third part of that is your influencer marketing at a micro-influencer level mm-hmm. where you bring them to tour your apartment, talk about the amenities, talk about all the cool stuff that's going on, talk about the neighborhood that surrounds it. And then their following will usually boost a lot of the mm-hmm. give it a lot of immediate lift through their posts. And then what you do is you simply repost what they've done over time mm-hmm. and you you get some halo carryover effect.
1: From that. Mm -hmm. So, what do you define as an influencer? So, if I think about like fitness influencers, like the people that have a hundred thousand followers, that's like pretty simple to know. Okay, this person has a hundred thousand followers, they are in this age range. For apartments, like how one, how do they find an influencer? Two, what types of influencers do they look for? Like, what is the ideal influencer for an apartment?
2: Sure, it's a great question. So when we talk about influencers now, we we talk about different levels of influencers. So we're we're typically talking micro influencers, zero to five thousand followers, five to fifteen thousand, or you know, it's it's broken up in different areas. Then you get to the hundred thousand and the million plus, and then you're talking about the the Kim Kardashians of the world, right? Who yeah. One post is going to be millions of dollars, but it's going to bring you so much lift. Um, it's the same thing. Apartment communities should think within a 5 to 15 mile radius. They should mm-hmm. think very micro-influencer. They need to think about, number one, do they have a residence that is inside their own walls mm-hmm. that they may not be aware of? How do they find them? Go to, go look all over, all over social. They'll tell you that what they're writing about. Mm-hmm. But we had, and I'll let you in know on a secret. We have found that those influencers who started out as um Really, foodies and food influencers Mm -hmm. over the last few years also write a lot about lifestyle Mm -hmm. and part of lifestyle is apartment living. So they may be talking about, hey, this really great restaurant that is down the street from this apartment complex. Let's go check out both, and then mm-hmm. talk about how that neighborhood has evolved around there. And they come from that lifestyle world, so it's easy to mm. parlay content about yeah. neighborhood living. So you're not talking as much about the complex as you are the neighborhood and all the the reasons to live mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. And yeah. and then oh by the way, they have these really great things at this. Yeah. Complex. So that's the best way is just go look for your foodie influencers in your local market is is what I would suggest. Got it.
1: Okay, you have dropped a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I, like, I hope I've been helpful. That I just I had never thought about. And I'm sure a lot of property managers have not thought about these things because they're fundamental things to marketing uh, that can be applied to the industry in a really like unique way. And I love that a lot of the things you mentioned really tie a lot into what the apartments already have, whether it's events, event spaces, or their own like, residence as well, too. So love all of that. Um, so, what
2: else should property managers know? Gosh, um, prepare for the long haul. It's mm-hmm. not a, you know, I, I think, I think there's a disparity between being in a twenty four seven. Every five minutes, there's a fire or or an mm-hmm. operational issue. So your mind is speeded up so fast mm-hmm. on the day to day that you've got to you've got to reverse that mindset and think. Gosh, just to get this off the ground is an 18, 24 month long-term experience. Mm So, so either commit to that time frame to start seeing results Mm -hmm. or don't do it because then because once you start it, you've got to you've got to be consistent and follow it all the way through. I would say another important thing. While while yes i've dropped a lot while there are a lot of things you can do Mm -hmm. don't try to eat the entire elephant at once Mm -hmm. bite each one off as you're finding success start with one thing Mm -hmm. then go to the second thing and the third point i would make is and you said it jude As as a community manager, you're already doing all of the work you're Mm -hmm. doing. You're you're 90% of the way there. Just take that next 10% Mm -hmm. document it, photograph it, throw it up on your social pages. Go call your local neighborhood editor and have them cover it in their social pages or whatever they 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 can cover it in. And then you're going to get that that long term organic build. And then never forget the value of paid advertising. Advertising works extremely well. Lead generation will come in for you. And first party data on social is still the cheapest, best way to acquire a tenant. I will say that without a doubt. Yeah. It's like, if
1: if no one's there, no one hears it. It's the same thing too. You can have the greatest building
2: in the world and mm -hmm. it can sit there and look pretty all day long, but until you're pushing that out against your competition and Mm -hmm. paying to do it, Mm -hmm. nobody's going to buy at the level and at the pace that you want them to buy.
1: Yeah, completely agree. And then my last question for you is, what does the future look like? So a couple of things that I think about. One is how the pandemic has potentially influenced digital marketing, I don't think it has, or oh, apartment marketing, how uh, that's going to look like post-pandemic, and then what are some of the other channels that they should think about? You, you touched on Instagram and Facebook a lot. I noticed you didn't touch on like in, like TikTok. Is that something that apartments should start like thinking about, especially making that connection between the influencers and then uh, some of those like newer channels? So what does the future look
2: like? It's a great question and and I'll 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 put everything in context. Number 1 mm-hmm. We have seen how much the last 14 months has upended the entire industry. We've seen people work from home. They're going to continue to work from home in a lot of cases. Apartments themselves need to be prepared to bring in the amenities, the infrastructure, and the ability to market to the folks to say, okay, not only is this your living space, this is also your 24-hour working space. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make that outreach and that marketing compatible with how folks can envision themselves living and working in your residence. So I think that's that's number one. You just have to understand that as a reality moving forward. A lot of folks are not going to move back into commercial space. So think of yourself as a marketer to those business folks too. How do we bring you in as a business contact and also you're going to live here, right? So you can look at it either way. As far as other social channels go, I'm not sold on TikTok for small companies yet. The, the model isn't there. You have to spend a tremendous amount of money to even experiment on TikTok. And I think that's reserved for your larger uh, consumer packaged goods brands, <laughs> Gillette, McDonald's, Wendy's. Um, you know, folks who have the money at the multi-million dollar level to experiment Mm -hmm. because there's no ROI model. So I don't think that the other channels are are quite there yet. Mm -hmm. YouTube is a is a good place to host organic content and to do some outreach, but you've got to have the infrastructure, the commitment, and the ability to put that kind of content together on a consistent basis because if you start promoting it, it's going to take a while to build an audience and then Mm -hmm. they expect, just like with a podcast, uh, that content to be around. I definitely think podcasts are a way to go. Again, another way like you do, if you are consistent with it and have great content, excellent, excellent way to go. And it sets yourself apart from your competitors. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But I I think go with the tried and true. Go with your Facebook, Instagram, go with your local community uh, Mm -hmm. outlets, your your you know your patches or whatever they may be called in your local market and um and then do a lot of partner marketing and i think that will fill up your cup for quite some time Mm -hmm. i love it
1: so garrett thank you so much for being on how can people learn more about you and your company
2: sure I, i i appreciate the opportunity to let you know um you've been very kind and very gracious so thank you jude our company can you can find us online, Viafilla v i a f a i l l a dot com, and um, on the front page there is a quick sign up form, and we'll call you within twenty four hours and see if we can help. We're not a fit for everybody, but we at least like to be in the game and and see if we can can be of service to you.
1: Okay, excellent. Um, So Garrett, founder of Via uh, named after his very lovely wife. So thank you for being uh, with us on the Flamingo Resident Experience podcast. Thank you,
2: Garrett. Thank you so much, Jude. Have a great afternoon.